Next on BYU Sports Nation, beating Boise State. Yes, on the blue. BYU's winning formula for Friday night. Michael Elisa joins us for BYU Football All Access, the interview of the year from the senior linebacker. Plus, the voice of the Boise State Broncos, Bob Beeler, and BYU women's soccer coach, Jen Rockwood. Do I hear 10 straight wins? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Thursday! And it really is Thursday. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. October 23rd, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Toucan Sam's publicist, Jerem Jordan. Okay. Let's not bury the lead, people. Let's start with the heavy-hitting news. The Avengers 2 Age of Ultron trailer came out last night. <laughs> and it looks crazy awesome. It doesn't come out for seven months. Jerem, the Avengers 2 trailer came out. Jerem Moonlights is a movie critic. No, I just like watching movies. Whatever. Would that be your dream job, dude? This is my dream job. Uh, okay, aside, aside from BYU sports... Would being a movie critic be your dream job? I'd gain so much weight. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I talked to Bronco Mendenhall last night. Gave him some blue goggles. Did you really yep. give him some blue goggles? I gave him blue goggles. Why didn't you take a picture? He didn't put them on. He said that he would consider, and he said, you know, I, I He doesn't do anything that we ask. I like, like, like the hey, look of what these? about this? And he was like, well, he you'll said, have to earn it. He's seriously considering wearing them on game day. He didn't tell me when no, or where, but he's no. like, I might actually put these on. There is no way. In- what if he did, though? No. I'm going to ask him about it in Boise. Hey, did you bring your blue goggles? You needed to take a picture with a riot then and there while the momentum and energy was high because he's not doing it. Remember, remember that so-called, like, hey, I got something for your set? Where is it? Bronco Mendenhall, where is it? I will take some blue goggles with me, and when BYU beats Boise State, we'll get to that in just hey, a moment. I got, ooh, yeah? I will have him put on the blue goggles, and I will take a picture with him on the Boise Blue. Listen, bring back, I know it's turf. Pull some turf out and bring it back. Can I do that? Yes. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do Are it. You, isn't that like breaking a law or something? By pulling out some pieces of turf? Okay. Well, and that's like a yeah, national like, monument up there, dude. Really? A national monument? <laughs> the Boise Blue? The state monument is the Boise it's Blue. It's the Smurf turf. Okay. Bring some back. I'm serious. I'll, Bring I'll, some back. But that, ma- can't be your boi- that can't be your like Boise gift. I will make it happen. This is like the Florida State, like, take a chunk out of the, the turf. turf. Deal. <laughs> the turf. The, the, gr- the graveyard is what they call it. <laughs> the tur- yeah, yeah. Turf yard. <laughs> they beat BYU, and they take some turf back home. Florida State. Tell me that doesn't hey, scream uh, hey, respect. Hey, that's a win for Tell BYU, Tell me that right? doesn't scre- scream respect. Loss in the game, win for uh, respect. You can see that conversation I had with Bronco Mendenhall tomorrow, part of BYU Sports Nation's game day preparation. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Start it off with today's, wait for it, Twitter question. What's the key to a BYU victory at Boise State? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At PWNR1019, keep heads up and be fierce through all four quarters. Don't get cocky. I hear Harrison Ford in Star Wars there. Don't get cocky. Don't look forward in the game. Play in the now. Okay. Straightforward, right? And Dr. Craig Manning 
Moonlights is at PWN or 1019. <laughs> that was some sports psychology. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. Get your blue goggles if you have them. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The winning formula. All right. Starts with something we noticed Whoa. during our interview with Michael Alisa yesterday. Mm. This was intense. I mean, a major change in mentality. You will see it in about 20 minutes here on BYU Sports Nation. Not, and we say, when we say see it, we mean the interview and the way he did the interview. Yes. Hear it. Whatever the inflection. Just the tone of the interview was new. It was inspirational. If, if he played the interview like they'll play the game, it, it, he told us it's a taste of practice. The way he, he was in game mode. Normally it's like... Yeah, we're having a good time. He flipped around the question boom. on me. He's like, well, what do you think? Yeah, and I'm was, like, I was like, is he, he okay. going to punch one of us? Michael's a huge personality. <laughs> we generally laugh, you know, have a good time. Not that we didn't have a good time and, and enjoy it, because we certainly did. It was serious. It was just all business yesterday. Listen to this. This is the kind of game that shows your character, that defines a team, especially where we are in the season, what's happened over the past couple of weeks. This is the game where... That define that separates the boys from the men. This is where guys step up and just take control of their destiny. Oh, captain, my captain, I will follow thee into battle. I'm your de- density. You're my density. <laughs> nice Back to the Future reference. Yeah. Love it. Mess it up. From the players, coaches, and staffers that we've talked to this week, there is a noticeable difference in the team's demeanor, led by Michael Elisa. More focus, more intensity. More inspired. More accountability. I ran into one staffer that said, you will see a noticeable change in the game this Friday. What does that mean? Awesomeness? How about another tidbit of Michael Elisa's best interview ever? So this week has been just a a whole new feel because guys are are realizing it's on me. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to pull me out of this. It's on me. Guys have been a lot more vocal. Players have been calling each other out. I'm not saying in a negative way, but just, hey, man, make sure you do your job because we all know that we need each person to, to go 100%. Listen to the entire Michael Alisa interview and tell me you don't believe BYU has a way better chance to beat Boise State. Yes, on the blue, where they're 88-4 and four since the year 2000. In, in the year 2000. Yep, Boise State is exceptional on Friday nights at home. In the year 2000. <laughs> that you know where that's from? I, I don't. Conan O'Brien. That brings us to our stat of the day, however, on Friday it's night. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I just like singing. 11-0, Boise State is 11-0 at home on Friday nights. All time. They've never lost a game on a Friday night at home. Until now! Yeah, I'm going to quote your uh, your hot rod here. Oh my gosh, who cares? <laughs> It'll be a significant win if BYU does it. That's the point. That's that, what I'm and that's saying. what makes it great. Yeah, they're 11-0 at home on Friday night. But who have, I, here's the thing. I don't that's care. from the Boise State game notes. Who was it Louisiana Tech? Who did they play? Was it Nevada when they, they played were BYU bad? BYU was it one Fresno year? Fresno State last year? It was a BYU. They played BYU was in 2004 a on a Friday night. BYU missed a 37 yard field goal. in Southern Brazil during that Sh- game. Should have won that game. Probably taught like eight discussions that night. No, you're right, like one. 
<laughs> Settle down. <laughs> no, I don't care that they're 11 and 0 on Friday night. Neither does BYU. They can't care if they want to go up there and win. It doesn't matter. So how does this new mentality express itself on the field? That's the, that's the question. Talking, uh, you know, being more focused. It's all great unless you actually produce. Like I walk out of church every week and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna win the week, man. I'm gonna read, pray, do it. Do, did I actually do that that week? Will BYU actually win? Will BYU actually win the game? From what I can tell, this is new. This is different. Three straight losses. You want to see changes. I would be shocked the biggest if there are not major changes tomorrow night. The biggest change would be a win. Yes. Three, three in a row. Number one, the mentality, the crazy eyes, the intense focus. <laughs> yes. It gives you a chance to win the turnover battle. I don't see any scenario where BYU goes up to the Boise State Blue and wins the game if they don't win the turnover battle. Even is not good enough. BYU has to be plus one. I, I, I want to go plus two. I said plus two for Virginia was the key. BYU needed to be plus two to win that game. If they weren't, I don't think that they would have won that game. I feel similarly with this game. There are many things going into this game that when I play out what I think will happen uh, for BYU to win the game. I guarantee that's not going to happen. The game will play itself out differently. It's totally situational. However, if BYU can win the turnover battle, it really starts there. Why did, B- Why did BYU go to overtime with UCF? Because they won the turnover won, battle. Because they won the turnover battle. They should have scored at least three on two different drives in the fourth quarter, but did not. Against uh, Nevada, BYU turned it over twice, short fields, ball game. Nevada wins. They, won, they turned it over three times. The last one was the clincher, last, but, yeah. but two were just monumentally shifting plays when you look at the, the emotion and, and just the overall feel of the game. Grant Hedrick, in the two losses for Boise State, has thrown four interceptions in each of the Interesting. Lo- those losses. Ole okay. Miss and Air Force. That, that's Four? It's not shocking that they lost both of those games. Boise State averages 10 points a game off of turnovers. I'm not saying BYU is not going to turn it over once. You know what? Plays happen. Weird things happen. Just win the turnover battle. And like you said, Boise State's two losses, they the teams that beat them forced their quarterback, Grant Hedrick, to make bad throws, hurried decisions. Four interceptions in each of those games. Ole Miss was up 7-6 going into the fourth. Ole Miss ranked third in the country. Field position battle is like a symbiotic relationship with winning the turnover battle. Okay? It they helps, they yeah. correlate. And you mentioned Nevada had short fields. They won that game against BYU last week because BYU turned it over and gave them short fields. The Cougars and their defense cannot afford to do that tomorrow night. Win the turnover battle. Such a momentum shifter. And that's offense and defense. So you, when you talk about the Michael Elisa focus and all that, if it doesn't result in winning the turnover margin, I don't know that it matters all that much. What is the key to a BYU victory at Boise State? To the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Graham Orm. To beat Boise State, the Cougs need positive turnover margin. Limit Ajay to under than 100 yards. Keep drives alive and strong dose of Jerem Jordan's musk. Oh, yeah. 
That's you need that you a need lot to, of that. You need to give me some of that as I head up there. <laughs> I don't cake it on. Maybe I will tomorrow. I don't know that BYU needs to limit JHI to less than 100. He ran for 150 last year, and they won by 17. That's why. I, that's why I say the situation. Like last year, if you would have said, "Okay, Jai runs for 150," what happens? It doesn't boil down to a single thing like that. Like if Jamal Williams plays, does BYU automatically have a much greater chance of winning? Depends how he plays. Depends yeah, how, how his ankle is. is. Mm-hmm. But certainly that would give a confidence boost to the offense. At Shysox underscore Hawks. Get the running game established and contain Jay Ajayi, and BYU will be in great shape. Do you believe that BYU can win with Lasique and Carter at running back? Like, if just those two? If Christian Stewart has an exceptional game like he did against Nevada, because the yeah. pass opens up the run. Doesn't matter who's running the ball when you're throwing it for 400 yards, because everything opens up. BYU still ran for 193 with an injured Algernon Brown, Paul Lasique, and Nate Carter. With Jamal Williams in there, and hopefully he can play. And uh, it's not sounding good. I, getting mixed reviews here is still up in the air. BYU needs Jamal Williams. They played the last two games without him. They played UCF. He played one play against UCF. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. Cool story about Ziggy Ansah. The Lions are in London to face the Atlanta Falcons. While he was across the pond, Ziggy caught a cab after practice and went and surprised his sister who lives in England. So that's just coming out on social media. The two wow. siblings had not seen each other in more than six years. Very cool. That's probably pre, pre-BYU experience. This, the Ziggy movie just got part two. Well, who's going to make this? Like, <laughs> can someone please make that movie? It's unbelievable. It needs to happen. Like, Million Dollar Arm? Did they make the majors? No, right? They went to the minors? Ziggy went to the majors! He went to the NFL! Can Ziggy it's play himself? Can he play himself in the movie? Because who's going to play Ziggy? Uh, Denzel Washington. <laughs> After like a year-long training program <laughs> yeah, so he exactly. can become huge. Exactly. J.J. Okay. Watt will play Ziggy Anza. Women's soccer against Santa Clara tonight. The women going for 10 straight wins. You can watch it live on BYU TV. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Number 12, women's volleyball hosting LMU. What's the key to Boise State's success on the blue turf? Why not ask the voice of Boise State football? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, live as live can be. From Studio B at BYU Broadcasting, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight, BYU Women's Soccer is live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cougars taking on the Broncos of Santa Clara, 9 Eastern Time, BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's a Bronco weekend, right? Absolutely. Just realized that. Nice, nicely done. Thank you very much. BYU Women's Soccer never beaten Santa Clara. I want to say that in like 95 and 96, or maybe it was... 2002, they lost in the, play, in the yeah, tournament. The, uh, NCAA tournament a couple of times, two yeah. or three times. Yeah. And so tonight's maybe that first win for BYU. They have tied them last year, or in 2012. Tying's the worst, yeah. man. I know. Soccer is so that unique happened that happened in the way. NFL this year still. Part of, the, part of the Bronco weekend on BYU TV. Santa Clara tonight, women's soccer, ranked number 17, climbing the poles in a hurry after nine straight wins. BYU football matched up against the Boise State Broncos on Friday night. That game will air live on the mothership, ESPN, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. ESPN. Countdown to kickoff is going to be on point. We're ready to Let's go. Hope, right? We're in game mode like Michael Eason. You can see that game mode in his interview coming up in about 10 minutes. Hard for me to be that serious. You were a little jittery because he was sitting really close to you. I was not jittery. <laughs> we, go, we go way back with Michael. Yeah. 
Great dude. He did have the he did have the linebacker crazy eyes though. Yeah, 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 there was a point where I was like, this is the guy that played against Texas and had that pick Mm -hmm. and the fumble. What is the key to a BYU victory at Boise State? Use the hashtag BYUSN to send in your replies on the Twitter machine. Joining us now, the voice of the Boise State Broncos play-by-play specialist, Bob Beeler, also a radio host up in Idaho. Bob, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very good. Looking forward to the game Friday night. Absolutely. Going to take my first trip to the Boise Blue. You told me yesterday when I was talking to you on your program up there what I needed to do. Jeremy and I had a question, though. Can I pluck like a few uh, uh, pieces of the, of the Blue Turf without getting in trouble just so I have like a memento? I don't know how you'd get it out. I'll tell you what you probably can do if you wear short pants. You probably will end up with those some of the black rubber pellets on the back of your leg because whenever I'm out there at practice uh, in the in the summer when they're out there at camp, uh, you walk on the on the turf and and I don't know. You guys have grass, so you probably have only seen it on the road, but you always end up with a couple of little black pellets on the back of your leg. Oh yeah, we play intramural still. Yeah, yeah. we're over thirty. We we still do that, and uh, yeah, that's that's a real. They have problem. a turf field at BYU. That's yeah. a real problem. Yeah. I want to get to this. I, uh, Boise State so dominant at home. We've talked about mm-hmm. it this week. Eighty-eight and four since two thousand. Obviously, great teams win at home. But is there something else involved there other than just having a good team that makes winning in Boise a special thing? Yeah, there are elves in the field that kind of come up. You can't see them that make tackles and don't let people get into the end zone. That's that's how it I works. knew it. I knew that the twelfth man. Yeah. No, uh, I, I just think they play with a different energy at home. And, and I think that, you know, when, they, when you had the Kellen Moore group that had about 10 NFL players on the team, they were really dominant no matter where they played because they were that good. Uh, this team is good, but not great like that. And I think, you know, when you're good, you play better at home than you do on the road. And I think that's pretty common for most teams, you know, out there in college football. There's a good crowd. There's a lot of energy. You'll, you'll, the crowd, because the stadium is pretty vertical. So you feel like the, the crowd is right on top of you. And this team has started well at home, and the, the crowd seems to give it energy. So I, I think it's a team that over the years they've, you know, they pounded some people at home. You know, when an inferior team comes in here, and then they've, you know, been able to, like this year, you know, beat the Colorado State wins probably the best win of the season. I mean, they, it was a solid mm-hmm. win. You know, and then Fresno State, Nevada, those games were kind of identical. Got ahead every time. It looked like maybe they were going to put them away. The other team got a big play, and then in the fourth quarter, Boise State's defense played well and and you know got got the victory in hand. But no, I think it's just an energy that they play better at home. I don't know that there's any magic. I certainly don't think it's because the field is blue. But uh, I just think the whole ambiance of you know the blue field, the, the you know this is this is Boise's pro team. I mean you know we have a metropolitan area of five hundred thousand and there's no professional team, so people who went to Boise State follow Boise State, and a lot of people who've moved into the area have adopted the Broncos. So it's a it's an area where I think the fans do make a difference. Bob Beeler, the voice of the Boise State Broncos on BYU Sports Nation, live with us from Boise, BYU, and the Broncos on Friday night seven Mountain Time kickoff. Okay, I'm not really sure what to get with Boise State because they're a good team, solid program. Brian Harson's a really good coach. The understandable loss against Ole Miss, who has rocketed to the top of the rankings. Then they laid an egg at Air Force, but then you mentioned the good win at Colorado State. Where is this Boise State team mentally at five wins and two losses? I think they're playing better. I think they feel better about themselves. Maybe more importantly, I think this team is – 
is healthier than it's been. I mean, you guys, you should know more than anybody that if the wrong people are hurt at the wrong time, you're going to be in trouble. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, Boise State had no starters in the secondary against Air Force from the first game of the season. That being said, the secondary was not the reason they lost the game to Air Force. But this has been a team that in the middle part of the season a couple weeks ago was pretty tired, pretty bruised, pretty beat up. The bye week heading into Fresno State last week I think was a godsend. And then you look at you know this week we've got a, another bye coming up after what I think should be a very physical game with BYU. So uh, I, I think getting the right people back at the right time makes a big difference, and then I think Boise State's biggest challenge in, a, in, a, in the last two years, Boise State's offense has had trouble moving the football against the Cougars. I think it's going to be whether Boise State can get enough yards out of Jay Ajayi against the number 5 rush defense for BYU. Grant Hedrick had his first career start against BYU last season. What kind of growth has he had from then to now? Oh, I think he's significantly better. I think he's making better decisions. I think he's getting more receivers involved. I think he's knowing when to run more, you know, when he should or shouldn't try to run. And I think that he's just more more of a confident player. Um, the Air Force game is the one game that I'll throw out. I mean, that was, you know, he had four interceptions in that game. He had four interceptions against Ole Miss, but that game in the Ole Miss game, they all I think all but one came in the fourth quarter. And they were trying to make something happen when you're down, and, and a couple of them he got just plastered as the ball was being let go. Um, but I think he has improved tremendously. I, I think any quarterback coming to Boise State in the next few years is unfortunately going to be compared to Kellen Moore. And I don't see, as to quote Wick Patino, I don't see uh, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish walking through that door. You know, I don't think Kellen Moore is walking through that door you know, any time in the in the in the near future, you know, I mean, you you guys have seen some great quarterbacks, guys like McMahon and and Young, and you probably have had more than your fair share of them. But uh, you know, he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's obviously in the you know in that that realm. And I think people unfortunately expect at Boise State somebody to play at that level. And and I think Grant for Boise State to be successful just needs to be Grant. He needs to make the right decisions. He needs to maybe run for 50 to 60 yards a game. He needs to throw for 250 and move the ball around. I think nine guys caught passes last week. So I I think that's the recipe for Grant to be successful. Bob Beeler, the voice of the Boise State Broncos. Follow him on Twitter at BSU Bob. Who's the Boise State player BYU fans don't know about but likely will after Friday night? I'm going to give you two on the offensive side of the ball. Wide receiver Thomas Spurbeck, he's the guy that's taking over for Matt Miller. He's the one that threw the touchdown pass to Grant Hedrick last week. Uh, he is a guy that is sort of working his way to become more of a mainstay in the offense. And the other will be tight end Jake Rowe. Rowe leads the tight end and catches with 20. Last year, all of the tight ends combined for just 20 catches. He already has 20 basically through the first half of the season. So I think one or both of those guys will have a big game against the Cougars. Is this a rivalry game since the two are going to meet you know, for the next, I guess, nine years after this? It, it feels like it's growing, but is it right now? I think for the fans it is, at least up here. Our fans are probably more excited about this game than any conference game. Really? I, I think as the players go, I think maybe, you know, you've got to play a few times, but, you know, who is really a rival game? I mean, you, you play people once a year, and, you know, when something's on the line, it becomes more of a rivalry game. I think yeah. it's starting to get there for myself yeah, it's a feel of a conference game for me mm-hmm. because even though we're not, in a, it's not a conference game, but because you know, played the last two years, play this year. We know we're playing next year, and what 
eight more years after that or whatever the yeah. I think it was a 12-year contract. Yeah. It feels to me like a conference game. Yeah, and I think part of that is, okay, two teams that feel like they're two of the best non-P5 sure. teams. There's something to like, hey, we're the best in this region and mm-hmm. in the country. Feels right. Like I mean, if you look at the game, I think you could make, if you were going to try to make a case for why BYU is going to win tomorrow night, you could make an easy case for that. If you wanted to make a case why Boise State can win the game, I don't think you'd have too much trouble making that case. It's going to come down to execution and who makes the who makes the plays in the game. But I, you know, I'm fully expecting more of a game like I don't know if it'll be that low scoring, more of a game like two years ago where it was please tight no. Than, than, I'm sorry. Please no. Not not no. seven to six. Some seven seven to, two hundred well, I mean, yards I think, of total I think offense for probably, I think it'll probably be in the twenties. Would yeah, be my guess. But I, but I think. You know, Boise State did not play well. I mean, you look at games, and I look at scores, and sometimes you'll say that the score was not indicative of the game, and mm-hmm. I think that was the case last year. You look at the score, 35-20, to 20, and you're like, wow, that doesn't look that bad. No, that game was bad. That that game, to me, had much more of a feel of a 42-7 to 7 game than 35-20. to 20. That game was much more of a dominant performance. So, you know, I would think this game's going to be close game on Friday. I'd be surprised you know, if I mean, unless somebody turns it over three or four times, you know, more than the other team, I'd be surprised if this game isn't close. Bob Beeler, the voice of the Boise State Broncos, with us on BYU Sports Nation. What has been the biggest change in the culture of the program that you have seen as first-year head coach Brian Harson has taken over for the local hero, Chris Peterson, who went to Washington? I think the biggest thing is uh, two things. One, outwardly to the public, I think he's much more outgoing and enjoys the external kind of things with football. He took a tour around the state where he met people, sent all his coaches out to meet with every you know high school in the state that plays football. I think he's a guy that is very in tune with you know the public and the the PR part of it. And I say it in a very positive note that you know he wants to get everybody involved. He wants you know people to be excited about Boise State football. And I think from a team perspective. I think when they win, he's encouraging celebrations. I think he's encouraging, let's have fun. Hey, we won this game, you know, celebrating in the locker room after the game. You know, I think, I think he, you know, he's not that far removed from playing himself. I mean, he's only 37 years old, one of the youngest coaches, and a lot of the coaches on the staff are pretty young. And, and I think he's just set the tone of, you know, play hard, but, you know, let's have a good time while we're doing it. Bob Beeler, a four-time Idaho Sportscaster of the Year, and it takes that to manage all 1,400 uniform combinations that the Broncos can put on the field <laughs> and, now. And, and, guys, there are some of them I love, and there are some of them I hate, and it all comes down to which numbers can I see from the sixth floor of the Stickles Guys <laughs> That makes total sense. And, and last week was not one of my favorites. I do not like the silver or gray numbers on orange. Mark it not down. Not enough contrast. I, I wish we would be the Dallas Cowboys. I wish we would, I mean, they would never do it, but I wish we would wear white at home because I can see the blue numbers on the white <laughs> yeah. jerseys by far easier. I, I actually like the blue on blue because you can see the blue uh, the silver numbers on the blue jerseys. So I, I like when we go with the traditional look. The, the, gray, the blue numbers on the gray or the gray or silver numbers on the orange are hard. Hashtag sportscaster problems. Bob, thanks for the time. <laughs> and you know what? Nobody cares. And the other thing about my, my biggest pet peeve about uniforms is they are all designed to look good on a close-up on TV or to look good on a rack in a store. They're not, look, they're not designed to be looking great for somebody that's you know, sitting way at the top of the stadium <laughs> trying to call the game. But you know what? The next time they care about what I think, it'll be the first time they care about what I think. So. <laughs>
Well stated. Bob, thanks for the time. Thank you, guys. Good luck on Friday. Appreciate it. Get your chin strap buckled, everyone. It's BYU Football All Access with Michael Elisa next. He just did what you did to uh, Zach Vigil. What do you mean? Oh, good, good luck. luck. Ooh, wait a second. Where the go- Oh, we just got good luck. Does he have Boise State karma to hand out? I don't know. I don't know. Michael but- Elisa has his game face on. Best interview ever. Next. Wow. I'm Michael Elisa, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Game face is on. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Game face on. Oh, nice. Ken I was wondering to, what that was. I'm like, what are you doing? Ken down to kickoffs Friday, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV. Is that your game face? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't play well on the radio, does it? <laughs> You just I would concerned. have. I, I would be like Bryce Harper, just and like Brock Hecking, just like black smeared everywhere. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I do before our intramural flag football games. You should see it. We did play with a guy that had all, like all the pads and stuff. I was like, really? It's intramurals, bro. Some people. He's going to hear seriously. about this and say something. BYU football: the key to beating Boise State. Win the turnover battle. There are interviews, and then there is next level. Game face on. Put the game face back. There it is. There it is from Jeremy. The we refuse to lose atmosphere that Michael Elisa seriously brought with him to the BYU Sports Nation set yesterday. Here's BYU football all access with the senior linebacker. Michael, let's get this thing started off on the right foot with a positive. Have you been pulled over by a cop in the last week? Because last week you said you had more than two hands worth. Right, let me think. Uh, what's the date today? Wednesday, October 22nd. No. No, in the past seven days, no, I have not been. Yeah, <laughs> give it up. Yeah. Give it up. Yeah. All that's, right. that's progress. All right. Hashtag cinnamon rolls. <laughs> okay, so BYU football, part of ESPNU's All Access. That aired for the first time on Tuesday night. What did you and the guys think about uh, how the football program was, was profiled on ESPN? I think they did a good job at, at uh, capturing what we do here. And uh, I really like that they caught the Thursday's Hero yes. moment because that's – that's a big part of what we do, and, and uh, I think it's an important thing to to give back and, and to think about other people who have less and uh, or, or I guess I should say have more on their plate, right, because mm-hmm. they, they have a heavier load to carry. Um, so, you know, I, I think it was cool to see you highlighted like that. You were uh, in the film room. They showed a shot of you, and you were very serious. I thought your you performance know? was believable. Yeah, I, thought, I, I <laughs> really did, did believe. Did it fool you? You were really <laughs> in the zone. Uh, also in the zone, Monday, uh, you went all Bill Belichick voice on some people. Let's play that soundbite and break it down. I think uh, a bigger part than that is, is guys need to be in the film room longer than they are right now. Uh, guys need to spend more time learning the defense and just knowing exactly what their assignment is so they can play faster and, and not be, uh, what's the word, they, they, they can't be distracted by, by things that are going on around them. They have to know exactly what their assignment is. And if we can get to executing uh, more soundly than they'll solve a lot of our problems that we're seeing right now. Okay, now, so there's this understandable lower tone. On yes. Monday. And I thought it was well played, but I was like, was that Bill Belichick or Michael Lisa? Because <laughs> you were uh, more right here, and uh, it's kind of a somber tone. But there's a, But on a Monday, after a Saturday game like that, that is the tone. Luckily, luckily it's Wednesday, and you, do you mm-hmm. feel better? Absolutely. Your tone of voice is yeah. see the, in, yeah. the influx. But. And, and, and here's why. So after the game, you, you don't really get to get, over, get rid of that cloud that's hanging over your head. Um, 
after a loss. And, and, I mean, it's been three losses, so guys are just down in the dumps. And you don't get to get rid of that until Monday's practice. And we practice Monday night. So that interview happened before that practice. Monday night, we you get couldn't to, get it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of that uh, frustration yet, which we all plugged into practice. So we had a sweet practice Monday night. We pulled up the defense right before practice, and you know our leaders stepped up and were like, "Listen, I'm not gonna, you know, go into this long spiel, but what I'm gonna say is I'm gonna give 100 percent today to beat Boise State. What are you gonna do?" And we called it up, family on three, broke it down, and we had a sweet practice, and. I think that that's what it took to get guys um, breathing again, and and you know we, we start to get our swagger back because I would say I would I would venture to say that I think we lost our swagger. What happens when when after a loss? I mean, for you guys, what happens when when you go through some something tough or you have a failure? Yeah, you have a horrible it's, show. It's tough. It's <laughs> yeah. really the energy's low. You know, the motivation mm-hmm. uh, dithers a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the way the way to get that back, go back to work. You go back to work and start just chugging away. And then you start getting your confidence back up. Were, so were these players that were saying this to each other? Is that what you're saying? The- mm-hmm. And I, so this week has been just a, a whole new feel because guys are, are realizing it's on me. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to pull me out of this. It's on me. Guys have been a lot more vocal. Players have been calling each other out. I'm not saying in a negative way, but just, hey, man, make sure you do your job because we all know that we need each person to, to go 100% in their in their cubicle. I mean, we have, we have there's a whole office, right, that's doing their thing. But in your cubicle, do as much work as you can, as fast as you can, as hard as you can. Let's talk about the context of that soundbite that you gave on Monday, talking about how guys need to spend more time off the field preparing for the game. What does that specifically mean? Are you talking about just film study, playbook study? What What do you want guys to do to be ready to run full speed against Boise State? Yeah, well, I mean, well what, would, what would you say that the guys need to focus on? I mean, just... Uh, as, as a fan, I want to see the fans' perspective. Like, okay. what, 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 do, what do guys need to do more? Assuming that uh, with some inexperience, that uh, just knowing their assignment, assignment sound, you know, what's the assignment for individual guys, some mm-hmm. of the younger guys? Uh, we've seen flashes of brilliance from Warner and Taki Taki and those guys. Unfortunately, Taki Taki couldn't play, but knowing where you need to be, that yeah, kind of stuff. For me, it feels like mm-hmm. there's a That's little bit too like much thinking at. going on, like, where, where's my check down? Where am I supposed to be in this? What's my key? Uh, yeah. All that stuff. You guys hit it right on the right on the head. I think the guys are getting a little too tight. You know, we we realize like we're, we're letting the pressure build up after these these losses, and guys are getting tight, and we're not playing anymore. Just play the game, and the only way you can really do that is when you know exactly what you're doing. That's when you can go fast, and that's when you can just uh, react instead of um, being so uptight and thinking about what's going on, on the sideline, what the coaches are thinking. Because at the end of the day, after the whistle blows, after the ball is hiked. Nothing else matters. Not the fans, not the coaches, not even your your, your teammates on the sideline. It's it's you right there on the field, and you need to do your job. And uh, that only happens when you prepare. Michael Elisa conducting the interview here on BYU the, the Sports tables Station. Have oh, you it up. What do you think, Spencer? You tell me what you think. Insane with <laughs> no, vitriol. I, <laughs> I like that though. That's a fair question. What do you think we need? And that's that's the perspective that we had. And so, uh, I mean, I guess that's that's kind of the idea we took from from what you said is that we just want guys to be able to respond and go fast be, and not have to think about, oh, wait, where should I be? It's just I know I'm supposed to be here, so I'm going to go over here. Absolutely I w- right. I want to follow up on uh, you held a Monday night practice. Why the night? Normally it's the morning, right? Yeah. Uh, well, so being a BYU school, Coach Menahal doesn't like coaches to work on Sundays. 
So we have our team meeting Monday morning, early Monday morning, then we do a lift and the coaches can watch all the film that they need to watch throughout the day to prep for practice that night. Oh, you always practice on Monday night? Mm-hmm. It's FHE always. every Monday for BYU football. Is yep. that what you're saying? We are a family. That's our family home evening. Who brings the – I know what the activity is. Who brings the treats? Coach Ulmer. He brings mm. protein shakes for the whole team. <laughs> does he really? Yes, he does. <laughs> Who gives them? We, we should have known. We have that after every practice, though. We have, we have <laughs> these little uh, protein shakes that we all drink. The uh, chocolate milk or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we've advanced from chocolate have milk you? now. Yeah. So – we used to be the creamery, right? Creamery chocolate milk. I thought we were going to go to cookies and cream milk, but we went mm. to the full protein shake. Okay, mm. yeah. full protein shake. Not messing around. BYU football all access with senior linebacker Michael Elisa on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about Boise State. We, we addressed the fact that this could be like a season-changing game because of where it falls on the schedule. Given that you're coming off three straight losses, it's really difficult to win on the Boise Blue. Does the team look at this game as like, if we win this game, the whole season flips? I've talked to the team about this. This is a kind of game that shows your character, that defines a team, especially where we are in the season, what's happened over the past couple of weeks. This is the game where the define, that separates the boys from the men. This is where guys step up and just take control of their destiny. I, mean, I don't want to sound you know, too... Uh, you know, rah rah, but but in all honesty, this game is is huge and big stage, great team uh, that we're going against, and great opportunity for us to show exactly what we're made of. Because when the tough gets going, the going uh, get tough. going gets tough. Yeah, you are noticeably more uh, serious uh, in this interview, and I think a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that you always lost three times. But is has that turned into focus for the guys and uh, increased motivation in some way? No doubt. Uh, you, if you could see a practice now and, and compare that or contrast that with practices in, in the past, I'm not saying that, that we weren't practicing hard, but but in terms of every single person being dialed in and and players holding each other responsible uh, and accountable for for their responsibility, night and day, night and day. The past three days have just been amazing in practice. And I, I walk out of the IPF, or I walk off the practice field just feeling like, Today we beat Boise State. Hmm. Today we got better, no doubt about it. There is a need for leaders on this team because your quarterback, <clears throat> Taysom Hill, goes down. And so uh, I, you scramble and you look for guys like, okay, who's going to get in people's faces? Who's going to motivate us? And Craig Bill said, or Alani Fua said, it's hard to lead from the sideline. Yeah. Like you need to injured. be in the game. Who are those guys right now and what kind of things are happening to, uh, to assume those leadership roles? I'd say the senior class has, has definitely stepped up. Um, would you like names in specific or, or just in general? Sure. Because there are a few names I could give you, but, but that wouldn't be just because even young underclassmen are stepping up and, and they, they've caught the, uh, the, the, the itch to call out other people as well. Mm. For instance, in practice the other day, deep ball, uh, there's a safety on a receiver and he breaks up the pass and the ball, you know, flies up in the air for about three seconds and then lands on the ground. And there was a corner that was close enough that had he been sprinting to the ball like we're all coached to do, he could have easily had a pick and just drop right in his lap. And so we're all running up to the – everyone else is sprinting to the ball, and he kind of slowed down a little bit. And everyone runs up and says, hey, get there. That's a pick you just missed. You know, and, and, and it wasn't like we're getting on that guy because we do it to every, – everybody gets that. So it's not like he's like, oh, man, now everyone's mad at me. But he realizes, yeah, 
he, they're a right. And the next play, he's going to call it somebody else. And, mm. and because of that attitude now, mm. the whole team is, is lifting each other up. Uh, and uh, that's something that, that we haven't had over the past couple of weeks. What's the best thing going right now with BYU football? What makes you happy? Practice. I, the, the, the attitude and practice right now, that's something I can hang my hat on and say that's something that, that makes me happy. And that's uh, a strong positive that we have going right now. And it, it's hard. After, after three losses in a row, it's so hard for, for guys to just, like, um, you know, smile and, and uh, you know, forget about it because this is our life. And, yeah. and we've put so much time every day. We're up at 530 at the school. Uh, aside from school and football, we're, we're putting ourselves in the film room, watching mm-hmm. hours of film every day. And, uh, you know, we've been through fall camp. But so when, when we lose, I know the fans are mad. And, and, you know, just a little shout out to the fans who, who've stuck with us. I've gotten n- numerous tweets of guys saying, hey, we're with you all the way. True blue. Um, we bleed blue. Go 42, you know. And uh, the, the, the truth is that it means more to us than, than people think. Um, this is life, life for us. And, and it matters. I asked Mitch Matthews yesterday. Uh, describe in one word the state of BYU football right now. What would you say to that? And I'll tell you what, Mitch. Said. Hmm. Uh, that's tough. Uh, there, there, there are so many words that come to mind, but I would say right now the word is fearless. Ooh, fearless. He said ready. You're in the, you're in the zone right now. Yeah, I feel like we're in the middle of practice right now. Oh yeah, and I, and the reason why I choose I like ready. The reason why I chose fearless is because right now um, we're we're playing for each other, and it's almost like that nothing to lose mentality. I mean, what else, what else is there to lose? We, we've already lost everything. We like we've already, I feel like we've already had like our our pride stripped from us over the past couple of weeks. Now we are the underdog, and we and we feel like we have that chip on our shoulder. We're right, going into Boise State with something to prove. Let us do our part. Which we, we, we haven't. We, we haven't done recently. our part the past few weeks, and that is we need to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. Michael Elisa in the zone with the BYU Sports Nation karma. Game face on Bring today, it on, man. Is Bring very it on. real. Bring it on. I want you to go play right now. <laughs> I'm ready. I want to play right now. <laughs> Miss yeah, Matthews, I'm ready. We're all ready. Let's go. Hey, Michael, great to talk with you again. Good luck against Boise State. Thank you. Michael Elisa delivering with the game face on. You know that part in Lion King where it's like Mufasa, whoo. That happened there. That, <laughs> You're in the zone. There man. were chills. Yeah. Hey, the hottest team on campus, women's soccer. They've won nine straight. Can they go double digits? Jen Rockwood already on set. She joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. You should watch soccer tonight. Just do it! 9 Eastern, BYU versus Santa Clara. The Cougars looking for their first ever win versus the Broncos, and I think it's going to happen. It's a beat the Broncos week. Yes, it is. Starting with Santa Clara tonight and the Boise State Broncos for BYU football tomorrow night. Hey, what's the key for BYU football to get a victory at Boise State? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now, riding a streak of nine straight wins, Jennifer Rockwood, head coach of BYU women's soccer. Coach, welcome back. 
to the Thank set. you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Hey, nine wins can put you in a good, a good mood really quickly. It does. There's nothing like winning. It's just a lot more fun than losing. <laughs> what in the hell changed? <laughs> what were you, one, three, and two, and then you reeled off nine? Yeah, we, we struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year, even though we had a great preseason as well as we've ever had. But, you know, we just had a lot of young kids um, trying to find positions, trying to find uh, chemistry, uh, and certainly trying to find confidence from some younger players who haven't been in big pressure situations for us with just three returning players from last year. And it's taken us a little bit, you know, a little bit of time. But uh, I think we regrouped after our Utah loss. It kind of smacked us in the face really hard. Yeah. Uh, took, a, took a look at some things and got back to basics. And fundamentally, we just wanted to work harder than our opponents. And with good hard work and, and belief in yourself, uh, great things can happen. And we've turned some things around. 26-4, to four, you have outscored your opponents during this nine-game win streak. Mm-hmm. I'm going to venture that that's, if not the best in the country, the best margin in the country right now. Can you can you pinpoint specifically what happened on offense to to allow you to just go nuts scoring goals? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, we decided, you know, who kind of our three best attacking players are going to be, and we just tried to give them more minutes together. At the beginning of the season, you know, young group trying to filter, giving people opportunities. We decided these three, and, and including Elena, we count, you know, four attacking players. Um, just give them more time together, uh, help them build their confidence, let them work better together. Um, and then ultimately, we just had to keep the ball better. You know, you can't get your forwards the ball unless you're keeping the ball better. And our distribution, starting with Kat, is doing a great job in goal for us. Our back line, with a, led by Annie Amos, who's, who's one of our captains, has the most experience of anyone on the field right now, through our midfielder, are allowing our forwards to get the ball in more dangerous places. And they're just going at it. We've given them green lights to go, go at people, go at defenses. And it's just our high pressure causes a lot of teams to be uncomfortable and takes them out of their rhythm and lets our four uh, players do what they do, and that's get shots on, on, on frame and score goals. And, uh, you know, we're deep. We can take out all three of our forwards in the first half, put in a great group of kids coming off the bench, and then our three starters are fresh at the second half, and that's when we really have Mm, been able to turn it on is in the second half with some fresh legs. Santa Clara, traditionally really good. I know this year on paper they don't look as good, but what kind of game do you expect with the Broncos tonight? You know, we're both in very similar situations. We've had great seasons, you know, maybe (coughs) have lost a few games that we hadn't planned on, Um, but we're both playing for a conference championship. So much riding on tonight's game. Both are playing uh, for that opportunity to get to the NCAA tournament, which which both programs have a lot of history uh, at, you know, making great uh, runs in. Certainly Santa Clara has uh, even a stronger history than we do as far as Final Four appearances, a national championship, great history with that program, a team that uh, we have haven't ever beat. You know, we've played them, I believe, seven times. We've got a couple ties uh, two out of the last three years that we've played them, but a big game. Uh, I know the girls are anxious. I know our alumni are anxious. Uh, we're playing great soccer right now, and I really believe if we are consistent in what we've been doing that we, we, we have a good chance of getting a good result tonight. You've never beaten them. How much attention do your players pay to that fact? Hopefully not too much. I mean, it's something that we've brought up. I mean, four, four times they beat us were well before they were probably even playing high school yeah. soccer. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of them have been a part of the last two, and, and especially two years ago, some of our older players were there when we had our great team, you know, 22-1 uh, and one, and uh, one. We tied Santa Clara that year. Come on! Uh, we yeah. had them at home, but <laughs> we played really well last time we played them at home, and, and, you know, we hope that the fans will come out and support the girls. They love playing in front of the fans and all the 
the energy that they bring. Santa Clara hasn't played in front of more than 400 people in last, their last five games. Wow. So, you know, it's always a big advantage coming to Southfield and, and feeling the energy and, and the girls feed off of it. So hopefully great things will happen tonight. We're excited. What in the world happened to Ashley Hatch? She is yeah. a goal-scoring terminator. No. She is. She's fun to watch, isn't she? She's a sophomore. I know. She's fantastic. What's the ceiling? I, who knows? You know, she's dangerous. And the kid, every time she touches the ball, you either think someone's going to score or she's going to score. And uh, that's a, a great quality have because our opponents have to take her into account. And we still have Nikki and Murphy and Elena and Nimmer and all these other girls who can score. And so, um, you know, Ashley's become a great passer as well. But, you know, the thing is, some of her, a lot of her goals have come because of our high pressure. We ask a lot from our forwards. They have to run like crazy on defense. And a lot of teams don't do that anymore. Anymore. And so Ashley's rewarded for all of her efforts on defense by getting opportunities more than just, you know, becoming a, a normal forward. She gets to, to try and steal the ball in the defensive end, and that leads to goals. One of the biggest goals against uh, Portland, you know, a couple weekends ago was a steal from Nikki and a goal uh, by Ashley. So hopefully those things will continue. Not that you need it because you've won nine straight, but we're just going to give it to you anyway. BYU Sports Nation oh, karma. Yeah. To the BYU women's soccer team. Hey, we need it. We take all the karma, all the luck, everything. Cross your fingers. I wear my lucky outfits. Uh, you know, every anything you can do to to have uh, you know a good game. So, awesome. coach, good luck tonight. The drive Thanks, for ten straight wins. Up next, it's the Cougar Whip Round, and it's all about the ladies. Not only is 17th ranked women's soccer trying to continue their win streak, BYU women's volleyball hoping to bounce back at home. The Cougar Whip Round next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jeremy, ready to roll? Yes. Go fast, go hard. We're doing the whip our own style. Women's soccer. 9 Eastern tonight, BYU and Santa Clara on BYU TV. Women's volleyball. Women's volleyball versus LMU in the Smithfield House, 9 Eastern on the W.TV. Golf. They're in Hawaii at the Rainbow Wahine Invitational, and they're like one over or something. Golf in Hawaii sounds fantastic. No, Leah Garner's one over. They're in fifth place. (laughs) Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Is there any question? Michael Lisa, he didn't have to do the interview, but he did. Uh, He's in the zone, as we saw. I I think BYU's really focused. I like where they're at. Future guests include Bronco Mendenhall, David Diaz-Infante, ESPN analyst, women's volleyball head coach Sean Olmstead, and... Oh, yeah, Logan Takeover. There's, there's That's lo- all tomorrow. Logan takeover. That's all tomorrow. Hey, thanks to our guests today. Mike Lisa, Bob Beeler, Jennifer Rockwood, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports News. Throwing touchdowns. The show is on demand they on BYUSportsNation.com. BYU Stew. Check it out on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Vince Feula. Wow, we're going, we're going deep. <laughs>